Is this your recording? Testing. One, two, three. <laughs> All right, let's go. Welcome back to a brand new episode, episode two of If You Say So. I'm Dana. Thank you so much for joining me for yet another week, you know, episode two. I think, you know, we're doing pretty good so far. We've managed to stay consistent for two whole episodes. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> Okay, so today we are, well I am, I'm gonna review yesterday, well not yesterday, today's what day? Tuesday. Sunday's episode of Game of Thrones. It was uh, episode two, as well as uh, Insecure season two, episode one, also premiered on Sunday. So we're gonna be talking about that as well. Uh, so yeah, let's dive into the shenanigans. So episode two of Game of Thrones is called Stormborn. And the episode basically opens up with this crazy storm on the sea. The rain is falling, breeze are blow, the sea rough. Uh, you know, just lightning, thunder, the whole shenanigans, right? So, initially, when I first saw the the rain and all of that, I was like, oh, wow, like, there's actually a storm going on. This is like a homecoming for Daenerys. Like, she, if you read the books or you know the history of her birth, uh, you would know that she was born <clears throat> on a stormy night, hence the named Daenerys Stormborn. So she was born on a night like that. And for her to finally be back in Westeros and have this this storm out on the sea, it was I thought that was pretty interesting. It was kinda like a really nice in a sense homecoming for her. And as the the episode or that scene progresses, um they do talk about her being born on a night like that and such. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I thought it was pretty cool that, you know, Daenerys Stormborn is home. And there's a storm out on the sea to, to celebrate. Make it no say, my girl, Debout. You know what I mean? So yes. Um, she was... I don't know, but she seemed like pretty irritated to me. Like even last week when, even though she didn't really say much, but she just seemed pretty intense and just really irritated. And the same kind of reaction or the same kind of mood seemed to be what she's going to have this season based off of what happened on Sunday. So... Uh, what's his name, the little one? Tyrion. Tyrion and Varys were talking about how she was born, you know, on a night like the one they were having. 
then immediately like after a few little small chitter chatter she got into it with Varys and I was like super surprised like how are you going to granted Varys has done some things you know he he definitely helped to conspire to help get her killed when she was um in Essos with the Dothraki um you know but in the same breath he was kind of but he's kind of responsible for getting her and her brother out of Westeros when they like when she was born and the war was going on you know it was various i believe who who got them out of westeros he got them to the guy what's his name i don't remember that in season one they were living with i think i don't i don't remember how the story about it he's responsible for getting them out and just to see like how much she was like dead stamp going in on him i was like my girl understand like yeah you know really trust him but calm down like he's actually here for you like he's done a lot for you without you even really realizing it so i thought that was pretty interesting and i was surprised when the red lady showed up I was like, I did not expect to see her again. I thought, you know, she would get washed with a sea or something. I was just not expecting to see her again. And I feel like Daenerys is going to trust her a little bit too much. That's just my silly opinion, though. Speaking of my silly opinion, I have, like, a really soul-crushing conclusion for Daenerys and I really don't want to think about it but I really feel like it's going to happen for her but I think we'll keep that until probably the end I'll share that part so the red woman came you know said her piece you know she got her welcome from Daenerys and then she proceeded to to talk to her about linking up with with Jon Jon Snow and how they're going to need each other in the inevitable war to come with the white walkers oh you know we all know say they do need each other because you know dragons and fire it kills the whites and the war is against the whites aka the white walkers so they are going to need each other that's the the only thing I, I really agreed with Melisandre when she was telling her, she was basically letting her know that y'all are going to need each other when these motherfuckers come to take over. So um, she was like, send word to Jon Snow. Tell him that his queen requests him. What? And how him to bend the knee, Mr. Ross. Mr. Le- the look... I saw on Tyrion's face, I was just like, me and you, my you, like, warm to the girl here. She don't know. Like, I don't know what's going on with Daenerys. Like, I'm rooting for you, Khaleesi. I truly am. But my girl, just like, relax for a second. Just ease up, you know? 
But yeah, she talked about, you know, John for come bending knee and all kind of things. I said, my girl, but I really don't want that one nigga working at all. But we'll see what happens for sure. Um, the next scene that I think we went into was John receiving the raven. And I'm raving the flight pretty quick because... But I don't know I'm getting the, the message so fast. But I'm getting the raven with the letter from Tyrion say, um, them him want John to come to Dragonstone because you know they want to talk about whatever they want to talk about. And tough face Sansa she, aguan was like, she upset my spirit. Like, oh my God, but I don't know what am I gonna do with her. She just. If if anybody should die this season, I feel like it should be Sansa. I don't want to see Sansa next season. Honestly, she needs to go. Even if she in her next season, just like peace I hate. You know? Like, ugh. Whatever. Anyways, so um John was discussing the whole um going to Dragonstone thing with Sansa and what is that man's name with the no fingers? Oh my gosh. What is his name? You know Umiatak. He used to um in a Stannis camp. Damande. Oh my gosh. Sir Davos. Davos. Yes, that's him. She was discussing um the letter with Santa and Davos and Davos was like, you know, I don't know if you should go, but in another breath, I think you might have to go because, you know, them have the dragon glass and we're going to need a dragon and yada, yada, yada. So it was a little bit of a conflict right there between John and the decision on whether he should go to Dragonstone or not. I personally, well, you know, we know him half a go, so I'm like no kind of debate really but for them it was so mm-hmm. next up was nasty cersei she upon the chair with our ugly hairstyle and our army of evil people and she basically rallied the bannermen <laughs> the remaining bannermen of I guess her house, I guess Lannister and for Elena Tyrell. Because if you remember, the Tyrells and the Lannisters had merged houses when Marjorie married Tommen. Um, was it last season? Oh, last season they married? Yeah, but whatever, they were married. So the Tyrells are kind of sworn to the crown in a sense so she was appealing to their bannermen trying to rally them against Daenerys and rally them against Olena Tyrell and the the Dornish woman I can't remember what her name is but she was trying to rally support for her cause you know basically turning everybody against trying to turn everybody against them and you know, the people she has to hold, like them have, they brought the Dothraki and Unsullied and all kind of people to the shores of Westeros to break up the families and destroy their homes and 
kill their women and children and all kind of things. Like, she's basically, like, doing what y'all's president... <laughs> I see if going good here. But she was basically telling them not to trust these people because they're going to do such and such and such. When she, our ugly self, sit on pan the iron chair, oh, she reach up there, doing the same thing that she's um telling the people them say them fi fi um fi come to our side because them them are gonna do x y and z like Cersei are you even listening to yourself she not even realize like she's a big dum dum like ooh, she upset my spirit I don't like her somebody need to just cut off her nose just get rid of her for once and for all <laughs> anyways so uh what happened after that Oh, Jorah of the Andals. If you remember, Jorah had contracted Grayscale last season. Yes. Um, when he was transporting Tyrion to go meet with, with Daenerys in Essos when she was Queen of Marine. And by now, I'm guessing this season is take it has uh, is taking place in maybe like a year or so afterwards because the grayscale literally has like all of that arm that it touched that um he had that little patch on it's like fully well not fully developed because he's not completely covered with it but like his chest his back and oh the grayscale looks really nasty i can't like just seeing and then when i'm zoom in the camera and bring it like really up close i couldn't bear to watch it it, it looked really nasty but you know the maester um with his sidekick assistant sam sam is so cute i love him i forgot to mention him last episode but yeah he was there and they were trying to treat jorah and well not treat him but i guess see how far the scale was progressing and um, the master was basically being like, well, we, don't, we can't fix it. We can't cure it. And Sam was in the corner like, but I I know of a way we can fix it. And the man was literally not paying him any kind of attention. He was just like, yeah, yeah, we're not doing that. So just take your man off of it. So um, eventually, Sam found out that Dora was a Mormon. And he felt obligated to help him because he was the son of um, your Mormont, who was the Lord Commander of the Night Watch when he first joined, you know. And the Lord Commander basically trained him and... And John to, you know, he was good to them. It, very much good to them. So he felt obligated to, to help him in whatever way he could. Out of love and respect for his former Lord Commander. So I thought that was really nice. And um, yeah. So we'll get back to Sam further down into the episode for sure. The next scene we see is Kyburn. Um, and Cersei 
into the the dragon room that's below the throne room or whatever them call it but I, I don't know but they're in the dragon room where the dragon skulls from the previous targaryens were kept and we finally get to see um a little glimpse of who Balerion the dread was you see his skull and in previous episodes we've always heard about um how big and how powerful Balerion the dread was it's written in songs it's written in history books and all kinds of things so we finally get to see what Balerion how big he was and that it was like really big i was not expecting his head alone to be that massive like he was huge you know so we finally get to see see him and see how big you know dragons could actually grow to be i don't think drogon and viserys not viserys where the other two dragon them with daenerys have drogon and the other two i mean i think them that big I don't I highly doubt they're they're that big or they'll ever get that big. I'd be really surprised. But um yeah. So Kyburn was basically telling Cersei that yeah, them big, them can spew fire, them can do all these things, but look, them can't easily dead just like anything else. And he was telling her about Drogon getting wounded if you remember last season um when she was they had that fighting pit scene and the sons of the harpy had come to kill her and all kinds of things and they were in the the ring the fighting pit ring and he had come to save her and they had shot him with some arrows and he got injured so he was basically retelling Cersei that entire thing that the dragons can be wounded. So if they can be wounded, that means that they can die, basically. So in bring out this big old, what would I call it? Uh, what would you call that thing? It's so huge. It's like a, a sp- I don't know, like an arrow. I'd, I'd, whatever. But if you watch the episode, you know what I'm talking about. He brought it out and he was like, pull the arrow and when, um, pull the lever. And when Nasty Cersei pulled the lever, she see the, the long arrow like pierced through the skull of Balerion the Dread. You can see the look in her eyes like, yes, bring it on. And my look when I like, Cersei, for all you know, the the dragon can yam you before you even think to even pull the lever during the time of battle. Like, yeah, yeah, go on, like, whatever, but my girl, chill. <laughs> uh, I can't stand her. I don't like her. My God. So next up um, was the war council between Daenerys, Lady Olena, the Sandstone Lady, and Yara Greyjoy. They were pretty much telling her that we need to hit King's Landing. No, and we need to start marching on 
um, Cersei and all kind of things. And Daenerys is basically like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. We're not going to attack King's Landing just like that. We're not trying to, to kill all these thousands of people. That's not what we're here to do. You know, even though we're here for war, we still want to protect the small people, basically. And um, God bless Lady Olena. She's literally like my favorite person. She is such a witty and spunky old lady. And she's just full of wisdom. And I think her and Daenerys are going to get along pretty well if um I can't because low-key I feel like Daenerys is Lady or Lady Olena sees something in Daenerys that she once was or I don't know but I think she sees potential in Daenerys so that's why she was trying to to counsel her into to being more aware of herself personally and not so much as give too much of her power to her advisors and you know that kind of thing so that was pretty cool i like lady olena she was like are you a dragon no no she was like oh of course not dana she was like are you a sheep <laughs> she's like no you're a dragon be a dragon you see the one dinner is over there, smirk. I don't I something that she want to hear so she can't just do what she feel like for them. My God. All right. So the next scene, I was just like, what is happening here? Grey Worm and Missande. Honestly, I was just like, really Game of Thrones? Is this what we're doing? How is this going to work? Grey Worm does not have what is necessary to make this work. <laughs> but you know what? They found a way. He, you know, did what he could. You know, it's, 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 it's weird. And, uh, Lord, it's, I, I don't even want to talk about it, but... Grey Worm and Masande. It was just so weird. Masande has nice boobies. That's for sure. They're very lovely. Very nice tits. Anywho. Then, yeah, enough of that. I don't know what to say about Grey Worm and Masande's little love thing. Because I don't understand how that's going to work. Like, how is that going to work? You know? But anyways, yes. Next scene was Sam sneaking back into Jorah's cell or wherever he was in the the master's keep, the citadel. And he was basically there to to perform his little experiment to help him him live. And to, to get rid of the, the grayscale. And it was such a touchy. It was a very gross scene. Except, but, you know, 
when them start cut off the gray scale and the pus and all of them nasty stuff, they start come out of it when it's like, oh, I could have done <laughs> without that part. Thank God I was not eating during that scene. And actually, when I rewatched the episode, it just so happened that I was eating when that part came up and I had to literally put my foot down. And just like hold my breath and just kind of look away because it was just too much. It was just yikes. Just even talking about it and picturing it is just making my skin crawl. So gross. But, you know, he did manage to, to cut it off. And then, you know, I'm, I, I'm intrigued to see what the final product is going to look like because... It looked painful. It looked nasty. It's just big ups to Sam for being brave. You know he's 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 an awesome character. I really like him. He's a lot braver than people give him credit for because he's like jolly and round and cute and a book. Just like really into his books and stuff. So because he's not a fighter and he's not that athletic and built, you know, people always give him the benefit of the doubt. But some are getting up, save the day at the end, you know, it might outlive everybody <laughs> because of everything you've learned in that book then. So, you know, I really like that character. So big ups to him for taking a chance on on getting Jorah some help for sure. The transition scene takes us right into Arya and we see that Arya and Hot Pie um, met up again. If you remember when they were, was it last season or the season before Arya, the other guy and Hot Pie were captives for Brotherhood without banners after they had escaped from Karen Hall and uh, Hot Pie was sold to that innkeep and because he liked baking and stuff so he stayed back and Aria is there and you can see them having like a little reunion and Hot Pie realizing that Aria is not the same girl that he knew he realized that something had changed like he couldn't really put his finger on it, but he definitely sensed that there was a darker depth to her, I think. Like, she, she was just not the same. So, <clears throat> he eventually told her about John being kinging the North, because she was... Her plan is to go to King's Landing to kill Cersei. That is her ultimate plan. But the plan got detoured because she now has word that John is in in uh, Winterfell and uh, she wants to, to go home. So I really want... But the thing is, right, they're not even going to get to meet because she's going to Winterfell. John is going to Dragonstone. So even if she does make it to Winterfell, chances are she's going to end up um, <clears throat> with Sansa. Which is what's going to happen. Because Sansa is now the queen of the north. While 
well, um, since John is going to be leaving for Dragonstone to go negotiate and talk with Daenerys. So it's really sad. I really wanted them to to meet back up, but I, I figure it will happen eventually again. If them not kill John before, Kazmina really sad. He's the one that gave her her needle and she loved John very, very, very much. So that was so touching to see her get so excited about him being home and just the idea that home is home again, you know. So that was she gave up her attempts to go kill Cersei. That's how important John and being home is to her. You know, she gave up her pursuits of killing Cersei away just for that chance. So um I'm excited to see how that story develops later on. And um I guess we'll see we'll see more. So we're taken back to Winterfell where John is basically letting everybody know that he is going to Dragonstone and this is where he leaves Sansa in charge of Winterfell in his stead until he returns. So afterwards, after that whole council meeting or whatever, he went down into the crypts and he was there basically, you know, just paying a visit to Ned because that's where Ned's body was buried. And um, out of nowhere... Nasty little finger with him ugly self just strolling and uh, telling Bo how he personally um, delivered his father's bones and how um, he loved cats and how like he started to taunt John a little bit saying how cat never liked him and all kind of shit. And John was like, you're not even supposed to be down here. And he basically was like, well, you know, um, I wanted to talk to you formally. You know, you owe me, you know, a lot. Because if it wasn't for me, you would have died on the Battle of the Bastards or whatever. Those are not his exact words, but, you know, whatever. That's basically what he was trying to say. And he starts to get into how much he loved Kat again and how much he loves Sansa. And then... Out of nowhere, Mr. John wheel around, grab the bitch, choke him, and flame against the wall. And was like, if you ever touch my sister, I will personally kill you myself. I mean, like, John, you couldn't choke, like, you never choke him long enough. You should have just hold him and just press your hand so far. Like, just choke him. I cannot stand Littlefinger for shit. I don't like him. He's just... Mm. When John um, actually choked him, it reminded me of when Ned choked him. I don't remember if it was season... I don't remember what season it was. But Kat had gone to King's Landing and she was hiding out in um, Littlefinger's brothel. And Ned was in the square for whatever reason. And in book up Littlefinger, Littlefinger tell him same wife in other brothel. And Ned grab him. Messi. My God. 
and choke the shit out of my like and choke him. I was like, yeah, it reminded me of that. It's like the Starks have something in common. So that was that's what that reminded me of. I'm just I just wanted him to choke him some more. Just like squeeze him like a harder. Ugh, just suffocate the bitch. Like, ugh, I don't like him. Anyways. <laughs> After that, we get into Aria making a stop on her her journey to to Winterfell. And we noticed that the horse started to get a little restless. And at first, when, when I saw, when we see the, the horse get restless, I said, my God, please not let it be like, no, White Walker, I'll come for my girl. Like, no, make it be nothing like that. Just make it be like one, one dog or one cat or, you know, something. But <laughs> it turns out to be um, a pack of wolves. And they literally have her surrounded. And you can see the fear on her face. Like, I come this far just for dead. But um, to our surprise, her baby, Nymeria, came, came back. And this was Nymeria's pack of bad broads this was her gang a wolves and i was so surprised to see how grown nymeria is i'm curious to know if ghost is the same size because we have i don't think we've seen ghost since since the episode since the the new season and last season he was he was big but he was not as big as how nymeria is this season so i don't know i'm curious to know because if ghost is that big or probably even a little bit bigger wow you know um but they had said in i think season one that darwos grow to be like really 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 big so i was surprised to see to see nymeria but um nymeria found her and you know, they had like a little moment and Arya wanted Nymeria to come home with her. She was like, I'm going home to Winterfell. Come with me, you know. And Nymeria was just like, no girl. <laughs> I have things to do. We No, we're not going back to that at all. That uh, we're not them something there when I join them palace today again Mm -mm. so at first when Nymeria turned away you can see that Arya was very disappointed but um she realized that you know Nymeria is basically her you know and she the things that her father wanted for her it's it's not what she wanted for herself. And she kind of realized the same thing with her wolf. That even though she wants Nymeria to come home and be with her again, Nymeria has found her own life. And she's happy and she's she's doing what she wants to do. And, you know, she has that wild side just like Arion. And she can't be tamed. So, 
even though she was disappointed to see Nymeria go, she understood. But I feel like we're going to we're going to see Nymeria and Ariel link up again. I feel like Nymeria has a part to play alongside Ariel in upcoming upcoming episodes. So I'm really excited to see what happens with that, with the two of them for sure. Uh, what happened next? Mm. Okay, so if you remember, Daenerys had sent the Dornish and the the Greyjoys. Yeah, the Dorn women and the Greyjoys were going back to Dorn to secure that area, I believe. Um, because they were, you know, that was their whole battle plan for taking in the plan to take King's Landing. Yes. So um, they're on the ship and I think her name is Elaria, I believe. I could be wrong. For whatever reason, I can't remember the Sand Lady's name. But whatever her name is, her and Yara were being a little flirty and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then all of that came to uh, an abrupt end <laughs> when the Greyjoy's fleet got attacked by Euron. And I forgot to mention him last episode that, you know, Cersei had invited him to King's Landing because she wanted his fleet of ships so that she would have like an, uh, an army on on water. But, you know, she knew that Euron came with a price and that Euron wanted her hand in marriage. But she had turned him down for, you know, obvious reasons. She was like, a man can't be trusted. He killed your own brother, yada, yada, yada. So, like, come on, Cersei, you've done the same. You kill your husband. You're basically the reason for all your kids' death. You basically helped to kill your father. I mean, y'all are both one in the same, as far as I'm concerned. But, <clears throat> um, what was I saying? She, oh, yeah. So, Euron was like, I'll prove to you my love, basically which is, as far as I'm concerned, a load of bull. But he was like, I'll prove to you um, that I'm in this. And he's going to, to bring her a gift. So his gift to Cersei is his niece and nephew, who, if you remember last season, he had set out to to, to kill them after he had taken the, the salt throne for himself. So... That's what this battle scene pretty much is. Is him attacking them um, on water and basically destroying their entire fleet and taking Yara and the, the Dornish lady hostage. And there was like one part in it where Yara was fighting and... She literally like looked around her to see what was going on. And she realized that they basically lost. And 
you know, everything that she's worked so hard for was basically coming to an end. It was ending and she wasn't going to just go out. You know, she wasn't just going to go out like a punk. She's going to fight till her death for all that she she believes in. And, um, yeah, she ended up fighting her uncle. He took her captive and was kind of toying with Theon. And when Theon had the opportunity to become a hero and save his sister, he basically went back into reek mode because he saw, he was there fighting and, you know, doing his thing, trying to help his sister. But when he really looked around and once Euron started to get into his head, all of the mistreatment and all of the all the shit Ramsey did to him, all the manipulation, the mind control, all of that stuff came back to him and he went from being Theon Greyjoy straight back into being Reek and he couldn't take the pressure of it and so he dived off of off of the the side of of the ship um to basically save himself and just the just the look on Yara's face was just like oh my god and you know I feel it for Yara because she put her life on the line for Theon so many times I mean like I get why he jumped but yo made us so upset but I kind of feel like in a way Theon jumping saved Yara's life because I feel like he would have killed Euron he would have killed Yara and probably taken the I don't know but I feel like him jumping kind of saved Yara's life because I feel like Euron would have killed Yara because he doesn't need two Greyjoys. He probably only needs like one. And since Theon jumped, he probably think he died overboard. But he didn't die. But um, so that's why he ended up taking Yara. But I think, um, yeah, I really do feel like him jumping kind of saved Yara's life a little bit for a little bit longer. And... Yeah, that's pretty much what happened in episode two. I loved it. It was an I th- I didn't I wasn't expecting to see like such a a a, a big battle so quickly. It kind of like had the cinematic feel to battle off the black water, but on a smaller scale because it wasn't that it wasn't that big, but. Yeah, it had like the same effect, man. And it was good. I'm so upset that they killed the two sand girls. Ugh. They took um 
Alaria, whatever that lady's name is, the mother sand and her actual daughter, they took them captive and they killed the girl with the whip and the girl with the spear. I liked them because they were bad bitches. They could do crazy things with that spear and that whip. So I'm really sad that they ended up dying. That was not cool at all. And I'm getting some wicked dead too. It's not nice. It's not cool at all. But that was a really great episode. On the previews, we see that John is going to meet Khaleesi. Finally. Is what we've all been waiting for. And it's finally going to happen. Hopefully it leads to some... Ooh, shit. Hopefully it leads to positive things. Let's hope they get along. We're looking at um, nephew and auntie. <laughs> Technically. Well, not really. Te- well, no, oh, no, it's not technically. It is what it is because John is part Targaryen, part Stark, and he is Daenerys's nephew. So, you know, but they don't know that. So it's going to be interesting to see how they react, see if they're anything alike. You know, I'm I'm pretty excited to see how how they they interact with each other. And hopefully, you know, they don't hack each other to pieces or get on each other's nerves. They actually do get along. And we can actually come to some kind of good conclusion on their part. Um, what else happened in the preview? What their names are? The Second Sons. They're going to invade Casterly Rock, I believe. Because I did see the Unsullied... Not I said the second sons, right? I didn't mean the second sons. The Unsullied and the Lannisters. I did see like a quick fighting clip of them. So I, I'm figuring that they're going to invade on Casterly Rock, which is a Lannister holdfast. So... I'm, just, I'm, I'm pretty... I don't know. Next episode will seem like it's going to be... All kinds of fun. I'm interested. I'm excited to see what's happening. So that's pretty much my wrap up of episode two of Game of Thrones. Um, I feel like this episode is going to be super long because we've already been here for a minute now and you know. It's been, what, it's been 47 minutes? Oh my god. Yeah, that's crazy. But, um, yes. We still have Insecure to talk about, but I don't know if I want to keep going. If you guys are, like, super tired of my voice by now. Because this thing is really not supposed to be that long, considering it's just me yappering. But... Think we will talk about insecure at a later a later date. I don't wanna I don't wanna over 
overrun my time. So that was episode two's recap of Game of Thrones. Um, I'll be back next week with episodes three recap. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Thank you so much for joining me on episode two of If You Say So. Right now, it's basically just a weekly wrap-up of me reviewing, talking about Game of Thrones. I was going to talk about Insecure, but I feel like this bitch is too long. It's almost 50 minutes. Uh, yeah, I've been talking for way too long. So I think I'm just going to wrap it up here. And I will catch you guys next week for episode three. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy. Uh, if you do love the sound of my voice and like to hear me yappering about things that I enjoy, please like, subscribe, and share. Tell your friends that, you know, this really cool girl named Dana, she has a podcast. And um, yeah, tell your friends and let them know that we're out here in these streets trying to make some things happen. And um yeah, so until next week, TTYL, and have a great rest of the week. I hope you have a better week and a better day than I'm having right now. So, yes, peace, love, and all kinds of fun things for you guys. Until next week. Thank you. Bye.